successful entrepreneurs don't make it to where they are today all by themselves. The goal of this segment is to dig deeper into the tricks and shortcuts that our guest entrepreneurs borrowed or stole to help propel them to their own successes. Join our host, Kent Lloyd, the director of Harmon Brothers University, as he asks his guests what they borrowed, or in some cases stole, to grow their business to success. It's the legal kind of stealing, by the way. Poop to Gold presents a brand new segment, Funny Business, hosted by Kent Lloyd. Welcome everybody to the Poop to Gold podcast new segment called Funny Business. Today I have with me Ryan McKenzie. Ryan, hi. Hello, hello. You've had quite an interesting story uh, with True Earth and whatnot, but before we get into all of that, I would love to dive into where you've come from and how you've gotten there. So first off, uh, where were you born and uh, what was growing up like for you? I, I was born here in uh, Vancouver, British Columbia. Specifically, I was born in, in uh, New West, which okay. is uh, part of Vancouver, British Columbia. My dad was a heavy duty mechanic. I, he just recently retired and my mom, she was uh, like a, a manager at Safeway. So at, at a grocery store, pretty, pretty standard kind of growing up story. Like, you know, I, I was pretty, pretty ambitious with like entrepreneur, entrepreneurialism from the time I was a little kid. Like my, uh, one of my partners, Kevin and I, we've been friends since kindergarten actually. And our parents, our parents say that before kindergarten, but neither of us have any memories from before kindergarten. So they might remember it wrong. I don't know, but uh, we've known each other since we were very, very little. And we were best man in each other's wedding. From the time we were little kids, we were, you know, setting up lemonade stands. Uh, in grade three, we were we were making like friendship bracelets with this stuff called GIMP, and not like not the GIMP like from Pulp Fiction GIMP, but like the, was, we had intentions to sell them. We just never got to it. And then when we were teenagers, we were interested in like creating like software um we wanted to make this mountain biking trail database like there's just it went on and on and on and we eventually but, but together we launched a couple of uh advertising focused businesses actually 9 11 uh was the day that we launched it which was a really weird timing but yeah and you know from from there you know i've had a number of different online businesses and uh eventually found something that that really made me happy and 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 has allowed me to uh, contribute to society and and feel like what we're doing is creating impact yeah i definitely would say so uh a laundry detergent with a mission uh with an eco-friendly mission is is quite the impact on the world especially with the virality that it's getting now so as you say, it, it's kind of interesting. You mentioned that uh, entrepreneurialism was a part of your life from a very early age. Do you feel like there was something that sparked that or, or what was the attraction for you? I don't know. I, I, the weirdest thing is that I have this memory and this like kind of sounds shallow, but I was probably like five years old and I was asking my mom how checks work because I thought that checks were just like, they were like infinite. You could write a check and you would pay for things. And like, I didn't understand that it was connected to like a bank account or whatever. And I can, I can remember my mom, like I, I definitely did not have, I, I didn't, I didn't have like a, a poor upbringing or anything like that. I, you know, I, uh, blue collar family and things, things from my perspective were, were fantastic. But for whatever reason, I can remember telling my mom, she asked me what I'm going to be when, when I grew up after this whole check conversation. And I told her that I was at that point I wanted to be rich. And that's completely not what drives me at this point in my life. But like, I think that like from there it was like, 
you know, trying to set up lemonade stands or Kool-Aid stands with like everybody, like Kevin, uh, who's my part, one of my partners, uh, to other neighborhood kids. Like we used to collect pop cans or soda cans or Coke cans or Dr. Pepper cans or whatever you want to call them, the cans that you put carbonated beverages in. And uh, we would go around like, like every single week and we would go house to house and try to get like cans and we would go take the money and we would like, I wouldn't, we wouldn't bug our parents for money, but we, we would, get that we would either go buy some pop and rent a video game and we like this was basically like our ritual it was like we would we, we would figure out a way to get the money and then we would like if our parents weren't going to give it to us and they probably would have if we had asked but you know we, it, it was just that was just how we went about doing it and it's funny because I don't think my parents never like pushed entrepreneur realism on me or anything like that it's just I think it's like it was just like this innate thing that existed in me and you know even today like yesterday last night i was with my my oldest son and he was like asking me he's he's like very into like computers and tech and stuff like that and he was asking me like how much money hockey players make and football players make and i'm just like oh my gosh you're like you sound like five-year-old me like or at least what i remember five-year-old me thinking like and so yeah it's kind of it's it's just weird like I, i looking back it's like watching a movie seeing myself like I don't think that I ever would have been happy doing anything outside of like being creative and finding ways to, you know, make a living doing that. Okay. So let's talk about True Earth. How in the world did you get started? Yeah. So before True Earth, I mean, I, I still, I still own it, but I had an outdoor adventure magazine um, where we, we had an outdoor adventure club and we had some, some ways that people like basically a subscription box where we would sell somebody on the subscription box, they'd purchase it because they were going to get like this outdoor adventure equipment. But most people get subscription boxes, they get the stuff, they put it on the shelf and they never use it. And like, we've, we've got all got a, a bit of a history with environmental things. So we, we didn't really want to have a, a business where we were just like loading people up on stuff they weren't going to use. So how we wanted to separate ourselves was we decided that we were going to make it that once you got the box, the real value was actually, we would give you a list of challenges that you have to do and you participate inside of a community and you would, uh, every week you get a new challenge and every challenge had a prize associated to it. And what we found is that people would sign up for the gear and then they didn't want to leave when they had enough gear because they, like, we, we were able to tra- like change their life. Like people buy, buy things because they have an ex- expectation of what their life is going to be like after they've made that purchase, like whether pain is gone, whether there's more pleasure, whatever it is. So th- people are buying this to start living a more active lifestyle. And we figured out a way to initiate that. But then after they were done getting more stuff, they could just stick around in the outdoor adventure challenge club and continue to grow in their you know outdoor life without having to get more things. So the subscription box space is kind of what got the attention, our attention anyways, in, in that my other business partner, Brad, he has a, his wife has a, uh, I guess, stepbrother um, growing up and he had invested in the patent with the, with the company who had invented the product. Um, they were at a dinner party and he said, you guys should like, you know, you guys are really into subscription things. You guys should look at, look at this product. Maybe you could do like a dollar beard club. And we kind of kicked it down the road for a while 
And uh, I wound up getting to a point in my life where I was like getting like fatherly anxieties. I have three, three kids. I had two at the time and I was starting to worry about like what the future was going to look like for them. Was there going to be uh, a famine? Is there going to be a, uh, a virus that kills everybody? Is there going to be <laughs> bad joke? Um, is there going to be, uh, you know, what's, what's the future going to look like? And we were watching a, a YouTube show where they unbox toys and there's just plastic everywhere. And I'm like, Oh my God, Oh my gosh, this is insane how much plastic these toys are, are, are outputting. And I started doing some research and looking into like what percentage of plastic gets recycled and whatnot. And I was like, that laundry detergent, I wonder, we, we never tried it. I wonder if it is as good as they say it is. And like, this is what it looks like. Um, I did not think, uh, there's a lot of light coming in my window, but this, this is what this is what it looks like. I just didn't think that it, it would work. So we had some sent into us, we tried it and we we're all blown away, Brad, Kevin and I. So uh, Kevin set up the website, we put it up. We thought we, you know, if we hit 150 customers in the first month um, that we would pursue uh, this business and see what kind of impact we could have. And uh, you know, we, we sold more than 1500 in the first month and you, you know, fast forward 20 months later and we're like 105,000 active subscribers who actively receive our product on subscription in some capacity. From lemonade stands to subscription detergent. That's almost poop to gold. Like, I mean, lemonade stands are, are you know, it's not too far off from poop. <laughs> it's not everybody's ideal job. So let's get into the nitty gritty. Like, obviously you're big and you're successful and your company is booming right now. But what were some of the biggest mistakes that you made along the way and what did you learn from them? Yeah, I mean, we learned a couple of things right out the gate really quickly. First of all, if you're, and I'm gonna talk quick because I know we don't have forever here, but. Sure. The bit, one, one big thing, if you're offering a product on subscription, to make sure that you allow people the opportunity to choose either the volume or the frequency of their deliveries. Um, for us, we offered monthly. That was it. And uh, the issue with that is that if, you know, we just looked at the stats for what the average household does and we didn't think about people that were single or, you know, didn't do laundry as frequently. And the, the downside to that was that as more packages showed up in, in, in their, their house, at their house and they put them with their other, other packages, every single time they look at that package and think they have to cancel, they get progressively more negative associations with your brand because they're forgetting to cancel. It's becoming a pain in the butt for them. They're, you don't want that. You want to make sure that you give the person who's purchasing your product the, in a subscription environment the right amount of product for their uh, exact situation. Otherwise you're going to cause some form of dissonance. And that's the last thing you want in a business that's tied to subscriptions. So that's one that's thing. The other, the other thing that we kind of screwed up on is in the beginning, we didn't directly offer a one-time purchase option. You could only get subscription. So even more down that pipeline is that not everybody loves subscriptions. You know, your, your churn rate's going to be a lot higher if somebody just signs up and cancels. So those are, those are two really easy, low hanging fruit things that they seem like they're extremely obvious, but when you're trying to get something together, they, you know, you sometimes you don't think of things. Yeah, no, I totally understand that. Uh, I love the idea that good artists create, but great artists steal. So what did you steal in your business? What did you steal from somebody else and how did you make it your own? 
Right. So, I mean, Jay Abraham, uh, a lot of people who are listening to this probably know who Jay Abraham is. I saw him speaking at uh, Traffic and Conversion a couple of years ago. And one, one thing that he said is, that's super interesting was that like most people that are in, in one particular industry have a tendency to look inside their own industry for things to steal or for ways to do things. And that's great, except for if everybody in, the, in one industry is all doing the exact same thing, you don't stand out. So what his recommendation was, is that you look at other industries that are not the same, obviously not the same as yours, and look to see what's working in other spaces. Because a lot of times, things that work in one industry will, often, will oftentimes work in another. The only difference is, is that people are in these little like echo chambers of, of like, oh, well, they're not doing it, so it must not work. And everybody's kind of like copying each other, you know, inside each of these spaces. So looping around this question here, but like... I would suggest looking at you know, other industries for ideas that you can apply to whatever industry you're in. But for us, what's something that like, you know, I mean, the, the, the lowest hanging fruit here for me is, is really like, is, is a Harmon Brothers style videos. Like the first Harmon Brothers video I ever saw, I think was uh, that uh, fix, flexi fix. Uh, uh, fiber fix. Fiber fix, fiber fix. And I was like showing everybody this ad on my phone. I'm like, this is the best ad I've ever seen. And then Chatbooks came out and I watched that and I showed my wife Chatbooks and she, we bought it, we ordered it on the spot. So like, I mean, really like some of our inspiration from our first viral video, which is things you, you never mix with water, uh, was a lot of it came from, from at least, I didn't write the, the script, but like I really, like for inspiration, that was one of the videos that I had, I had passed to Joe who would who'd, <clears throat> work with me on building it. And, you know, there, there's some inspiration in there. You could hear some bottles breaking, some kids being wild. Um, and that would probably, between, you know, taking Harmon Brothers style, which I, you know, I paid for the course and went through it all and, and really enjoyed it. Very, very informative. Uh, not a plug for you guys, but I guess it's a plug. Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's great. Um, you know, just taking that and applying it. And if I was to say I stole something, it would be uh, inspiration from chat books. I, I just love, like, I love the creativity behind it. I like, I wish that I had the capital a few years ago in some of the other businesses to, to like, to take that risk or the right knew who to talk to, to try and take a good college swing at uh, having success. But like, you know, things happen at certain times for certain reasons and yeah. Okay. So let's, let's get even more into the business side of things. How do you achieve efficiency and what shortcuts have you discovered to make your business run even more smoothly? this is probably like the most played out answer ever, but like learning to systemize processes and, and, and delegate. I personally am, I, I, I seem to thrive and live in chaos. <clears throat> I'm not the most organized person. I'm not like, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm just, I'm ADD. I got like, I'm ADD. I can't do anything about that. Like I can try to build systems to, to put myself in situations that are better for myself. But for mm -hmm. me, what's worked is uh, making sure I hire people that are contrasting to my personality. Like if you take a Kobe test, I'm like a nine on quick start and like a two on follow through. So I'm great <laughs> at getting things rolling. I'm terrible at keeping them going. Sure. Um, so I try to hire, first of all, I try to hire people that compliment me. Uh, that allow me to have that creative energy, but 
keep the ball rolling after I give it a good kick. Um, sure. That's one thing. And then yeah, it's like creating very systemized, like systemizing as much stuff as physically possible um, and, and just getting good people helping you out. Like I'm also terrible at uh, email, responding to LinkedIn. So I hired an executive assistant and she basically controls like everything that happens in my life because if I have to do it, I'm stuck with anxiety. I'm stuck stressed out. I'm stuck doing something that I'm not good at. So I try to set up my life in a way that I get to just stick in the area where I excel. So what sort of marketing did you do before you did the Harmon Star, uh, the Harmon Brothers style ad that you did with Joseph Wilkins? So I, I've had a couple ads that were, were fairly successful and like a lot of like image type creative that was that was kind of boring with with more written copy but I, I took a crack at a video myself Harmon Brothers style without the humor so like mm -hmm. just more so the structure um, and it did pretty well on YouTube did okay on Facebook but you know the, the last year and a half has really really been like a, a, a video journey for me per se because I've been running Facebook ads since like probably 20 13 or 2012 and up until probably I want to say a little over a year ago a year and a half ago I was all image ads maybe oh, maybe wow. a couple testimonials with the videos and I just I always thought the video ads like didn't really work because I didn't you know I was biased they just I sucked at them for you know at the end of the day I just sucked at it let's be let's call let's call a call a duck a duck I sucked <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I can definitely get that. Uh, uh, for a lot of people going into video, they just don't want to do it because of the barrier to entry. It's a whole nother field of work that they have to master, whereas they can just tell a graphic designer, throw some words on a, on a picture and call it good, and you can crank that out in less than a day. One, one thing that's like helps, again, I'm not trying to plug you guys, but um, I think where, where people actually struggle with the video ad side of things isn't necessarily like just recording something with their iPhone. It's just like how to structure the video. Like how to, like what are, what like, like, do you want to talk about the problem, the solution, agitate, social proof? What, what parts should you be including? And one thing that's like, in terms of like systemizing everything, um, you guys have that course. I can't even remember what it's called, but it's got- uh, The 14 days. Yeah, it's got- The 14 day script writing challenge. Is that the one you were talking about? Yeah, that's the one with all the different templates for the different types of video ads, right? Is that the one? Oh no, that's the easy ads to sell. That's got the, the 15 different types that you can make in like a yeah. day or two. Yeah, those are great because if you don't know where to start, you pick that, pick up those like workbooks and you literally just work through the problem and you, you, you've got assets that are probably going to convert just because you, you now have the structure. I'm glad that they really helped you because that's the whole reason why we made them. We, wish, we just want to see other entrepreneurs succeed. I don't think we've actually talked about the, the actual success numbers of the ads that you've done with Joseph so far. So for those that are unfamiliar with your campaign, Go ahead and brag about yourself for a second here. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know the exact numbers, but <clears throat> the first video we did uh, is over 30 million views. I think about 6 million on, on YouTube. It's actually way more than that because it's running on Snapchat too. But 30 to 40 million views, I'll say. Um, it September was when we launched it. That's still the most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers in, in that one month. Whoa! Yeah, and we launched on like the 14th, so it did pretty well. And it's it's still it's still being passed around and, and 
doing fantastic. And then the new one that we just launched, the, the actual launch was uh, not the Monday that just happened, but the Monday before that. We did a couple of days of testing, um, but the Monday was the, the first real launch. And I think we passed 7 million views on that today. Um, wow. But Facebook, Facebook's going through Facebook Armageddon right now with the new iOS update. Yeah. And like their last two or three days, their attribution data is just like, Somebody smashed it with a sledgehammer. So sure, um, yeah. That that one's that one's that one's doing really well. I actually just got my shirts in the mail today. I ordered uh, the shirts that were in the video. The real men, real men do laundry. Um, yes, <laughs> I'm gonna wear it everywhere. And then we have another one. I can't tell you what it is yet, but we got another funny video. I just I'm going hard on these funny videos. I'm actually talking to Joseph right after this call. And uh, we're gonna organize like six to eight more videos over the next year. But we got another one coming out on Monday, uh, which is like three to four days from now. Uh, and it's super fun. Um, I'm really, really excited to, to get it out there. I, I wouldn't normally put them as close together as this, except for uh, we're launching it. It's like another product, different, different oh. product, same brand, different product. Um, and the, the, I've never ever launched anything with an asset of this caliber ever before so i'm i'm pretty like we launched true earth like with a picture of me holding a strip like the, a like a still image so I, I i have no idea what to expect um i have decent expectations but i'm expecting it to be uh pretty pretty fun cool i'm excited to see it when it comes out about how much revenue have those ads driven in for you just in the last couple of months you know I, I i can't even honestly like millions um, <clears throat> I, I don't like, let's just say combined that they probably accounted for 40 to 50, probably 40 to 50,000 customers. So I would, you know, lifetime value, like at least $5 million, like at least I, I, I you know, that's not including things like, um, there's press that's been associated with it. Like people talking about it, like everywhere, like it's, it's, it's really hard to completely quantify outside of the fact that I know that it's an extremely powerful tool for us. That's awesome. I'm so happy for you guys, honestly. How do you stay on your cutting edge? Like of like, like a business or like, like of the marketing or of like uh, let's, let's performance, physical health. <laughs> Yeah, what's your workout routine? Uh, no, let's uh, let's stick with uh, like business and also personal, because obviously your personal life uh, affects it. But what what do you do to make sure that you're always on your game? Because at this level, when you're having this much success, it's hard to keep that momentum rolling. It's between systemizing my 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 life, my schedule, um, and like having having Maria, my executive assistant, um, come in and help me organize my calendar and my life so that I can, I can manage the things that, that I'm good at. Um, that, that's like a huge thing. And then like, you know, we're at the size now we've got about 186 staff. Um, we're, we're hiring like really, really good talent with people with experience in like with other large industries. And, uh, for me, I kind of look at it as a double edged, like, there's two benefits for me. Like obviously they come in and they can hit the ground rolling, but then 
also, there's a big opportunity for me to learn from these people who've walked the walk in, in, in the past, you know, whether that's reading books or going through a mentorship program or being, being able to hire somebody that's, that's done something uh, amazing and being able to learn from them. There's just like, you know, I think it all just comes down to that constant desire to learn and like, I'm not like a self-help junkie. Like, you know, I've gone through that phase in my life where I read like all these books trying to be a better version of myself. But now it's just like, it's more like, what am I currently struggling with uh, that's causing me some sort of either overwhelm, anxiety or grief that, and like, instead of just brushing it aside, how do I address that? And how do I get it out of my life? Do I, do I learn how to solve the problem and go through it? Or do I uh, learn how to avoid whatever's causing it, go around it? Or do I find somebody else who's a pro at, at fixing it? And do I like bring in a contractor to smash that block out of the road and just walk over top of the rubble? Like, you know, like it's kind of those, instead of like, I'm, I'm just taking out whatever the current pain or the current struggle is one block at a time. And, you know, for me, that's, that's what's allowing me to, to grow and, and move forward uh, at a pace that probably makes some people feel sick, myself included. Yeah, I can, I can definitely understand that, especially when you have such explosive grow- growth like that all at once. You're absolutely killing it. I think you're making really great strides. For the people at home uh, who've never heard of you before, which I don't know how that's possible with 40 million views on a single ad and stuff like that, uh, where can they go to find out more about your, uh, your detergent strips? Yeah, they can go to, uh, hit my head on my mic, Uh, www, oh, it's too bright, www.tru.earth, it's true without the E and .earth, Um, or, you know, if you want to, you want to connect with me, uh, you're more than welcome to, I'm, I'm on, I'm on Facebook, Um, I'm also on, on LinkedIn. If you do add me on Facebook, just send me a message, so, uh, because if you don't send me a message and I don't recognize who you, who you are, then I probably will let you uh, live in in a friend request zone. But if you send me a message and say hi, then uh, I'm happy to happy to connect. Well, Ryan, thank you so so much for being here. This has been absolutely fantastic. I've loved learning more about your story. I think you have a very interesting spin on life to to show people. So let's stay in touch. Uh, obviously, I love hearing more about uh, you and Joe's story together. I'm excited about these new launches of the products and the new like six to eight different ads. Yeah, keep me in the loop and uh, maybe we'll have to have you on again in the future. I'd be very excited to hop on anytime you want, man. I appreciate awesome. you having me. Well, thank you so, so much. Uh, and uh, I'll see you guys on the next episode. Want to learn the tricks of our trade? We have them all laid out in our courses on Harmon Brothers University. This isn't surface level stuff here. This is our entire playbook, all our secrets laid out in full, the same training we give our own employees. You'll find courses on ad buying, writing video scripts to sell your product or service, creating the kind of large production ads we're known for, even making short ads using nothing but your cell phone. If you're looking to use video marketing to take your business to the next level, Harmon Brothers University has the course for you. Our students have seen incredible growth in their businesses by implementing what they learned in our courses. Take these reviews as living proof. We've now got multiple campaigns that are in the millions of views and in the multiple millions of dollars in sales. Within a week, we're close to 10 million views, over a million in sales, 
And most impressively, we've covered 100% of the production costs in the first 24 hours of releasing it. We saw immediate results. Sales went up 10x the first day. The first video we did is over 30 million views. The most customers that we've ever acquired in a single month. I think we had about 26,000 new customers. Go to harmanbrothersuniversity.com to start accelerating your business's growth with video.